Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, guys? We are getting into some shenanigans again from my house in San Diego. But today, I've tried to set it up a little more professionally. We've got the mic stands. It's not just Brock and I sitting on the floor up in our empty office room. I have my friend Parker Young, who you may know from Bravo TV's Imposters and Listed Suburgatory 20s, A Million Things, Arrow, or more recently, my vlog. How are you? I'm good, Sheena. How are you? I'm pretty good. Also joining us is his beautiful wife, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Happy you both could be here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. This is this is my first podcast. First podcast? Yeah. No way. Yeah, you're taking my podcast virginity. Oh my god, I love (laughs) popping people's podcast cherries. Yeah. This is exciting. I'm a little nervous. Be gentle with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it PG. Yeah. Cool. Ish. You know, I got to say, I uh, I commend you for being so open and willing to just give of yourself. To your fans, seriously, like I'm a I'm a pretty private person, so this feels very foreign and exposing, uh-huh. you know. And and you just like open that door and walk through it. And yeah, I, I, I just mean, put it all out there. I love it. Man. <laughs> Gets I me in trouble it. sometimes, but it also makes for entertaining television. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you. Okay, so then I guess is this y'all's first interview together? Yeah, I, I think, think so. it is. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I know, really I know, crazy. Oh, really, he's nervous. I'm going to say something that I shouldn't. She's going <laughs> to. This is why we have her here, exactly, so she can do exactly that. Expose me. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been together for like what 15, 14, 15 years. I mean, uh, yeah, she knows. Long she knows time. all the skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give me one just to start out. Oh God. <laughs> So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Parker and Stephanie went to high school together. We did. And then did you go to college together as well? Uh, no. So, I, I moved out to L.A. after high school. Okay. And um, we dated long distance a little bit. And then a little bit. first breakup. Yeah. We were a little bit off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, a little I mean, bit you're off so on. young. Yeah. We were, we were really young. And then decided we wanted to stay together. 
uh, be back together. And then, you know, we had kind of an open relationship for a little bit. Things, uh, things got a little spicy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we've, we've kind of been through it all. Yeah. Got to well, spice it up after 14 and a half years. So what is one thing you do to spice up your relationship after being together for so long? Oh, man. Um, you know, we... Oh <laughs> I mean, I know some stories, but I don't know how much we want to say on the podcast. You know, like yeah, Thailand. Yeah. And... No, I mean, I, I, think, I think, you know, we met when we were kids. She, yeah. was, she was 15, I was 17. And, you know, you still want to experience life and experience other people. So we had a phase where... <laughs> phase where we um you know we just phase. we just we were less um you know really it was on her she was just less uh she just wasn't a, she wasn't a jealous person you know yeah. we would like meet it so incredible yeah but we, i mean it took hard work in the beginning of our relationship there were definitely times where i would like throw your phone and yeah, yeah we had, i was definitely jealous in the beginning for sure for sure but we like you know we would meet a girl and like you know maybe have a little fling kind of uh-huh. thing you know? a little thruple yeah I yeah. know about throuples. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't need to get into that again, though. I've already, already cleared that up. You can listen to my last podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we talk about throuples with Brock. No. Oh, okay. oh no. See, now I'm I'm too old and too jealous for that. Uh, okay. I'm a very secure woman. However, like that was fun in like my early twenties. But now in like my, oh God, mid thirties, I don't think I could ever do it again. And he doesn't have any interest in it. He is also a very jealous person. And uh, even if I were to make out with another girl, that is like not okay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh interesting. interesting. Yeah, it happened. It, it oh, didn't go really? well. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like in front of his face. And he's like, oh, you're doing that in front of my face. I was like, I, it was just, we were drunk. and yeah. But her and I had like kind of been dating before him and I. Uh, and so it was just this like yeah. weird jealousy thing already. He didn't like that she had better hair than him. You know, actually, I think he did have better He's hair got than better her. Hair. Yeah, he has better hair that's than cool. most girls. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but yeah, so with us, that's not been like a discussion or something that he would want to do. And I've I've had my time in yeah. throuples and all of that. So yeah, yeah. There comes a time and place, and I definitely feel like I'm getting a lot older. Yeah, like it's not really my cup of tea anymore. Yeah, especially now that we have a kid, I'm like I feel a little like weird. Right. I feel like, though, when you are together so young, it's like, you know, you do. You experiment with those type of things. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thrubble. I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's not for everybody. No. That's the thing, though, because, I mean, you really, like, jealousy cannot be a thing. I and mean, I'm, that's, a, I'm a jealous yeah. person. I mean, like, I, he, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to handle her, like. With another dude. I say, like, look, do whatever you want. You know, you've given me permission to, to be God, I sound like such a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, but but yeah, I'm a jealous person. I, it's I, okay. I get he's it. not a douchebag. I can thank you, Stephanie. Sure, everyone. Knows Definitely that. not. Yeah. Thank you. No, he's great. So I was watching. Um, I was just looking up some clips of things that you had done when I was getting my questions together, and I rewatched you on Watch What Happens Live when you did that with Erica Jane. Yeah. And uh, you guys got a lot of those like relationship type questions. And then you had said you were like, well, yeah, we're open. And then Andy's like, wait, what? You have an open relationship? So 
I want you to explain that a little more. Is that, did you just mean like you could leave your phone open and not have to worry because you guys have that type of trusting relationship? That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, part of it is, is Steph has, uh, you know, she's, she's got yeah access to my phone and everything. I mean, I don't hide, we, we don't hide secrets from each yeah. other, you know, like yeah. we're, we're we open are. in that sense. Right. But, but even in, in, uh, you know, the broader sense where we were a little open with our relationship in terms of, like I said, you know, like feeling free to spice things up if uh you know if the opportunity presented itself and, yeah. it, and it felt right for all parties yeah know? all right and again these are like these 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 things are few and far between totally. it's not like we're all the time just like out there meeting chicks but like you know we lived in vancouver for a year or two and um you know we had a, a friend you know a friend there <laughs> oh, I think I heard about this friend. Last yes. week, we were at the Grand, the Fairmont Hotel in Del Mar for Stephanie's birthday, and um, I heard a Vancouver story. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Fun times. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Fun shenanigans. Yes. So, Parker and I first met, I forget what movie it was, but we were at a movie premiere probably... Like two, three years ago. When was Imposters on? Probably around that time. Okay. Two, two years ago. Yeah, because like I remember I was yeah. a fan of that show. Bravo had just came out with their first two scripted series, and I was obsessed with it. I was so sad when it didn't return for a third season. Did you guys really film that in Mexico, the second season? Yeah, part of it. Oh, yeah, okay. season one was Vancouver. Season two was oh, Toronto. Oh, so that was and Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the Vancouver. Actually, that happened before. When we were filming Arrow, I yeah. think, in Vancouver. But uh, yeah, season two was Toronto and then Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What is one of your favorite roles that you've played so far? Oh, man. I, I feel so grateful for every opportunity I've had. Yeah. I've learned so much from, from everything that I've been fortunate enough to work on. But I'd say the show Enlisted was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about three brothers in the Army. I just really felt like um, me and those... I mean, really, the whole cast just felt like family. It was so fun to show up every day and put on my military fatigues and lace up my, my Army boots and just just have a blast. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was so much fun. And they, they sent us to... Um, this army base in, in El Paso, Texas called Fort Bliss. And they like beat our ass for about a week just to get oh, us, wow. <laughs> to put us through like get a, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a little, uh, mock kind of boot camp. Yeah. And, uh, man, I love that shit. I mean, it was, it was so fun. And, and I think the idea was we're doing a comedy, you know, like we're doing a comedy about, about the army. And if, if before we, before we've earned the right to start telling jokes and, and bringing humor, to the military, like we need to understand the gravity of, of the story that we're trying to tell, you mm-hmm. know? So that, that was, that just had a blast on that show. Yeah. yeah. What's been your favorite stuff to watch him in? Ooh, I would say imposters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved that. It was show. such a good show. It really I was, was really sad when it didn't come back. Yeah. We were shocked. I know. Like we, we really were. We were, yeah. And we, we were, were pregnant at the time. So we were like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> like, the oh worst. my God. Yeah. We thought we were, you know, set to have a baby and whatnot, and then found out it got canceled, and we yeah. had no idea. It was yeah, it do. freaked me out, Sheena. It was like, um, you know, we, we moved down to San Diego kind of just after, after season two. We moved down here mm-hmm. for what we thought would be a few months to have the baby and then head back for season three. And, 
when we got down here, we found out the show was canceled and we were like, well, shit, like now what? Now we're just raising this kid. And I had a, I was having like a midlife existential crisis, you know, just yeah. like, like just really trying to think about my future and raising a family. I mean, I swear I had postpartum depression. I mean, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough little go a couple years ago. Yeah. Now, I know Steph had told me that during that time, there was something you tried that kind of changed your whole life around. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, I think you're referring to the plant medicines yes. that I was... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess a couple years ago, I just was, was having a, a rough go. Like I, and, and really, it was all in my head. It was all in, internal. I just... Uh, you know, the show went away and uh, the baby was born and, um, you know, there were just some other things going on that just made me feel, I, I could just feel this seed of negativity, mm -hmm. just kind of this like darkness, like poor me, like life sucks, like I'm a fucking failure. I'm going to ruin my daughter's life. I was just, I could just sense that I wasn't in, in, the, in the headspace I needed to be. I mean, forget work and, and, and life success, but just to raise my daughter, you know? Yeah. So I, um, I heard about ayahuasca. And, uh, I mean, long story short, I, I dove into this interesting world of, of different plant medicines, um, ayahuasca, psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms. Um, those were like the, the two I, I started with. And, uh, it really is just a journey inward to kind of explore, you know, things that maybe limiting beliefs or things that might be holding you back. A lot of people go through, um, past traumas, PTSD, things that, that are, um, things they experienced when they were younger and that they need to clear and, and kind of release from their system. So there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of just, um, looking at, at life from a, a larger, grander perspective, yeah. you know, feeling like we are all connected and all that kind of woo woo shit of, right. of, of, you know, what is our purpose and, and recognizing that we're just these beings that are so fortunate to be here floating through space on this rock we call earth, you know, yeah. all the pressures that we, put on ourselves are really inconsequential when you start to look at, yeah, at, at that reality, sure. you know? Um, so yeah, it, it helped me a lot. It's not, it's not for everybody, but it really helped me. And I'm really grateful for, for the, the medicine workers that, that make it their life's mission to bring this to people because mm -hmm. it's still schedule one drug. I mean, it's, it's up there with like, I think cocaine is a schedule two drug. So these healing plants are considered worse than cocaine, cocaine and all oh, yeah wow. it's, it's yeah. crazy it's, yeah. it's crazy so it's really insane but there's there's a lot of research coming out um a lot of my buddies uh are military veterans guys that that have you know spent their whole lives at war and, and have a lot of trauma um a bunch of you know I've, since i've moved down here i've met a bunch of seals and this work has helped them tremendously to deal yeah. with um you know ptsd and 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 sort of help them acclimate into civilian. into civilian life uh -huh. right Actually, last weekend, I, uh, forgive me for rambling on, but no, I, I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely passionate about this topic. Yeah. This last weekend I got invited to a ceremony in the desert that I was, this is, I wanted to ask. Yeah. You about I was, yeah. I was terrified about this one, Sheena. It's called five MEO DMT and it's basically extracted from the back of a Sonoran river toad. And it's this poisonous, like an actual toad, an actual a frog. Toad, a frog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An actual okay. toad, very poisonous uh, toad that burrows in the ground all year because it's so hot out there. And then when it rains, when the monsoons come, the toads come out. Yeah, and, we were uh, like told as kids not to touch them. Yeah, they were really they, poisonous. Yeah, like don't. Yeah, grew up in Arizona. Yeah. So yeah, so <laughs> now he's smoking them. They, yeah, I know, crazy, right? So they extract the poison from its back, and you 
you basically smoke it. You smoke this this toad, and uh, I was terrified. I mean, I got they, they were doing this veterans group, a bunch of. Um, seals and rangers were, were going out to the desert to have this experience with these these beautiful shamans that were in town and i got invited and i was like you know i was really nervous and anyway long story short i ended up going and, and had a a beautiful i mean it was like one of the best experiences of my life yeah, yeah it was cool so have you ever done ayahuasca or smoked the toad not. or anything like that i have not but seeing Would you i think so i mean my dad's going to kill me if I ever do or if he ever finds out I do because he's very against that kind of stuff or drugs in general. Um, but seeing the change in him is insane. Like, he went from being, like, so depressed. And, like, this all was happening after I had a baby and I was having postpartum depression too, so it was just oh, wow. so rough. Yeah, it was a very rough time in our lives. And he kind of, like, holds the fort together, you know? Like, he's my rock. So when he was depressed and going through his stuff, like, it w- weighed a lot on me. Um, so seeing him change drastically, like, it just, it's insane. And it makes me very happy. And I truly believe in this stuff. Yeah. And I truly believe that, you know, it's not for everybody, but if you have mental health issues and, you know, you're depressed and anxious... I mean, it works. Yeah. It does. It works. And I go through my phases still, especially being a new mom. Like, there are days where I'm so depressed and anxious, and it doesn't go away. You know? Like, it goes away. Days are better, obviously. I'm definitely out of my postpartum depression state, but, you know, every day is different. And I I totally think I could benefit from it. I don't know if I'd smoke the toad, though. That freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so how many days did you do this for? The toad? Yeah. So I went on, uh, I got there Friday night. <laughs> I smoked the toad Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then, wow. And then came back. And for you, I wouldn't start with the toad. I would start yeah, with I don't, the Yeah, I don't know that I would smoke the toad. <laughs> I've, I've got this, we, we can talk about this other stuff I got that, I mean, I don't have it, but this guy I work with. Um, and there's a, there's a, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a, uh-huh. gent, there's a much gentler approach. You know, there's these, these chocolates that are, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all sounds really crazy, but, but, but that's where I would, I would, okay. you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll rope yeah. you in at some point probably, but, now, but the, yeah, the toad, the toad, basically you just, you just basically die. I mean, you go and you confront your mortality. So yeah, crazy. isn't that crazy? But what's and cool like, is that when you die, like when the ego, the chatter, uh-huh. the part that's anxious and, and note taking and all this, when that part dies and it's scared, it's, it's fucking terrified. It doesn't want to die. I mean, obviously no one wants to die, but when that part goes away, what's left is just this sort of Bliss. infinite consciousness, yeah. you know, this sort of like the, the, the ego's finite, but when you, when that leaves, there's just this infinite love and, and peace and consciousness. And, and from that state, I mean, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. You mm-hmm. know? Now, how do you convince yourself to do it again? Like multiple times? Like, yeah, that's what I want to know. Isn't it scary? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was, it was really crazy. I was, um, three nights in a row. Like it's like, okay, you did it once. I mean, I know, I know what yeah. it's like to a festival, you yeah, know? Yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, I can go yeah. day two, day three, but I'm well, like, that's like a fun music festival. Yeah. And even if you're kind of feeling shitty, you know, you're going to feel better when you put totally. them in your system. For totally. Sure. But to do something like this just seems so scary. Yeah. You feel like you do it once and then not want to do it again. Yeah. And a follow-up question with that is, does it scare you each time he's done something like this? Yes. So every time he goes and does like a journey, I always get terrified that something bad's going to happen. Yeah. But I know that he needs it so much mm-hmm. that it's worth it. And I truly believe that 
plant medicine is healthier for you than taking drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, like I think there's a lot of risk involved with that. Totally. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was a good question. You have to know that you're in a safe environment with, with people that know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't just go out there by myself and find a toad and smoke it. Like I'm, I'm with (laughs) Which my uh, sister's husband did in high school. I'm, I'm with professional, you know, I mean, truly guys that have been doing this work for decades and I feel safe, but, um, I would smoke the toad. And again, I hesitate to even talk about it because the experience is truly indescribable. Mm-hmm. And, and to try to describe it is, is really not doing the experience justice. Yeah. You know, this, is it different for everyone or does everyone it, have the same experience? It's, it gives everybody what they need. We all need Got something it. a little bit different, but ultimately all points in the same direction. It all points gotcha. to love and gratitude and, and letting go of the burdens that we carry. But what got me to keep, you know, to smoke for three days is, um, I would, I would smoke it and I would, I would like go to this realm of, of just like universal consciousness. Let's call it that. You know, yeah. if you call it God, you could call it whatever you want. But, but I would go to that realm and as I would come back, I almost every single time would have this moment of like, holy shit, I'm never doing that again. Like that was too, right. mu- I'm never, I, I'm not, I, that's, that's it. If I come back, if I make it back to my body, that's it. I'm grateful. I'm done. And I'd come back and it's the, the toad only lasts like 10, 20 minutes and you're back. And I'd oh, get back. That's it. Oh, it's, it's it. Oh, I, yeah. okay. So I'd come back and be like, I'm never doing that again. And then I'd take a breath. I'd like, I'd be like, holy shit. Like, I'd feel so grateful that I'm in this body, in this physical form, and that I have this life to live. And I'd roll over. I'd make eye contact with all my buddies. And again, I mean, these, yeah. are, these are like, these are, these are fucking hardened seals and, yeah. and, and army rangers. Like, these, are, these, are, these, guys are, these guys have been through stuff and they're warriors, you know? So we would all have that experience of like going, coming back. Whew, holy shit, never again, never again. And then we'd like take a breather. We'd look at each other and be like, all right, boys, let's go let's again. Let's do it again. And, <laughs> and the idea was let's confront that death over and over and over again until the fear of it goes away. And once yeah. the fear of dying goes away, like life becomes a lot easier, you know? So, so we were like, we, you know, that was, that was, I was resisting. I was resisting death. All right, light up. Let's go again until we stop resisting. You know, that was sort of Interesting. the... Interesting. That was sort of the... The way it worked for us. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. I had texted you this morning. I was like, "Can we talk about smoking the toad?" I didn't know how open you wanted to be about that, but I was yeah. so curious. Yeah, my mom and- was like, "Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it." I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna. I'm yeah, kind of like uh, going into labor, except for it's a lot longer. And Labor's longer. Yeah, remember I was like, I don't ever want to do this again, and then you forget about it, and you're like, okay, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's similar. Yeah, I mean, okay, I see. You can yeah. make that comparison in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. mine would be so. festivals. You're like, can yeah. I go yeah. day yeah. three? Can, you, can I do this? You can we do got it. This. <laughs> yeah, I, but the difference with a festival is like sometimes at the end of that third day, you're like, I'm dead. Like, yeah. I hate oh, yeah. myself. Yeah. At the end of this, the other side of this experience is it's, it's worth it. Yeah. You, know, you, you feel good. You know, you feel, you feel, you start looking at things a little differently. Uh, you try to, you try to have a little bit more love and compassion for people. At least I try. Yeah, know? definitely. But like when we were driving back from Arizona, we stopped at this gas station, you know, we put our masks on, we go inside. This dude walks in with no mask on, you know, and, and, you know, and outside on the door, it says like masks well, are required. Yeah. And again, oh, yeah, but I, in Arizona, I, I try not to, left. I try not to judge, but this guy walks in and the woman working there goes, Oh, sir, you need to have a mask, please. And he's just like, yeah, well, once you, once you give me what I need, I'll leave. You know, I don't need to wear a mask. And he's just being a dick about it. And I was yeah. like, whoa. And I, I walk up to the guy, like, just in case something happens. I wanted to kind of 
just help this chick out. And he buys a lottery ticket and he's like mumbling under his breath and says, I can't believe you guys believe in this shit, whatever. I was like, Hey man, the lady asked you to wear a mask. You should wear a mask. Right. Yeah. And I got a little bit confrontational with him and he huffed and puffed and walked out of there and what it made me realize, I'm like, here's a dude who's walking in here buying a lottery ticket, hoping to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win the lottery if you're a fucking dickhead and no. you're mean to people. Yeah. Winning the lottery so is loving yourself, loving others, being a good person. Like, the lottery's won, right. you know? Mm-hmm. You can scratch the winning fucking bingo, whatever. Like, it's not going to change your life. You're an unhappy dude and you make people miserable. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not the way to live. Yeah. And, and I, you know, trying to love and be compassionate, like, I still notice myself get a little bit confrontational with this guy. You know, maybe trying to protect the chick or whatever. But one minute later, another guy walks in. Excuse me, sir. Could you please put your mask on? Ah, fuck it. I got to take a piss. I walk to the bathroom. He comes back out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to say something to this guy now. You know, like, I'm again, I'm like getting too protective or something. And he walks out and I got my mask on. And I just look him in the eyes and I try to just give him, like, love instead. Like, the last guy got a little confrontational. This guy I'm going to just be a little bit more compassionate towards. And he sees me standing there. I'm holding my daughter, who's two years old, wearing a pink mask on her face. Yeah. And he sees us and sees that we're just, you know, we're not fighting. We're not, you know, we're not judging, you know, whatever. If she can do it, mm-hmm. he can do it. And he softened and he was like, beautiful daughter, you know, like she's, she's great. And Aww. he holds a door for us so we can leave. And yeah, I was like, was by, by not being confrontational, I was it's able to sort of, I was sort of yeah. able to change his yeah. perspective yeah. a little bit, you know, and that's a, that's a tough thing. You know, we want to go to war with people, but... Sometimes there's a different way to, totally. to go about it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What has it been like raising a kid during a pandemic? I mean, especially oh, just God. her age, you know? I mean, she's, is she two yet? Or? She is two. Okay. She just about, turned two. About two in a month. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's been tough, Sheena. It's been tough. I mean, she's, she's at an age where she wants constant stimulation. You know, yeah. she wants to be like yeah. going to the pool, to the park, to the library and all that shit's closed down. So it's a lot of sitting at home with mommy and daddy and, uh, it's tough. You know, she gets um, it's all this energy she wants to expend, and then we get frustrated because she's frustrated, and it's like, fuck, we have to just re- realize how lucky we are. And once mm-hmm. we kind of shifted the perspective and realized, like, what a gift to be able to have Stay this much time. Right. Yeah. If, it, if it wasn't this pandemic, who knows where I'd be off working, doing something, and, like, be working 12, 14-hour days. And I'd be, missing like, moments. Home yeah. Home so, yeah. So we're really just soaking it up and... Uh, Enjoying it. Who is that handsome man that just walked down the stairs? <laughs> is that Sneaky Brock guy. himself? Oh my God. Hi, what honey. up, fam? Hey, honey. How you doing? I'm, we're doing good. We're podcasting. <laughs> I realized that's why I was tiptoeing around. Yeah. <laughs> I think I uh, do some stuff there. Okay. All right. <laughs> See you, brother. <laughs> nice. He was, he was pretty quiet, though. Mm hmm. So I will say you guys are by far our favorite couple to Aww, hang out with. Thank Brock, you. I think, has a man crush on Parker. <laughs> 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 what was it he said? He texted I texted you guys last week after oh, I said, Oh, uh, he really enjoys Parker. Oh yeah, he really yeah. enjoys hanging out with Parker. Hey man, I, I right back at you. We yeah. love hanging out with you guys. I, I fucking love him, man. He's awesome. Yeah. I feel it's like you feel safer when that guy's around, right? right? Yeah. Like like yeah. physically, because he's just his big presence. But also just like he's a good solid dude, you yeah, know, and it's, it's yeah. great to be around good people. And totally. We love hanging with you guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's nice because like we can like have fun with you guys and like do our, you know, like game nights, party, whatever. Yeah. But also you're family people. Oh, and yeah. it's just like a nice to have that balance because a lot of his friends in San Diego are just party friends. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's and hard to find friends with I'm family. Like, 
a couple weeks ago, we did this like pirate ship cruise thing with all of his friends. And I mean, there wasn't one sober person there other than myself. Mm. Yeah. So I'm the only sober person there. And they're like, take this, drink this, do this. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm sober right now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made this very clear. Like nothing's going to change that. Mm-hmm. And then we're at dinner later and they're like, do you just think of us as like party friends? And I'm like, I, I mean, <laughs> um, I, I know you're like his genuine friends and like we're friends, but the only time I've ever hung out with you is when we're partying. So mm-hmm. that is kind of the correlation yeah, here. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, we could be sober too. Like we could come over and just cook dinner and do game nights. So I was like, okay. So that week I invited one of the couples over for dinner and I was like, all right, let's try and hang out normal. And they bailed. Stop <laughs> it. No. Yeah. Oh I was God. just like, and I don't think it was because we were just having a normal night. It was like, he was stuck at work a little late and her boyfriend is opening up another F45 out here right now. So they were both working late and dinner wasn't going to be until like 8, 830. And she was like, I can't do it. Like it was like seven o'clock. She's like, I need to eat and go to bed. And I was like, okay, so you're, you're being normal. You know, you're not partying, but I was looking forward to just like having some of his friends over for a normal night. night. You still have yet to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we love having you guys over and, you know, just thank you for including us in your birthday last week. Like that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for including us. Over for dinner. Of the course. Other night. Yes. Yeah, they, nice. they had my yeah, enchiladas. They were delicious. Dude. Yes. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. That was a good night. We played heads up. If you guys didn't see it on my vlog. <laughs> hey, who you... won? Who won heads up? Uh, Whatever. We won. I'm yeah. I'm not so sure about it, that. It, I think, was a tie. Really? Okay. I think it was a tie. I think it was a tie. All right. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we'll have to have a uh, we'll have to have a sudden death. Kind yes. Of. Yeah, we'll, we'll settle have the score. We'll sure. do it again. So it was the four of us and then Mitch, who is from Huddles. And if you guys have followed me on Instagram story or joined any of my Huddles, you would know who Mitch is. I actually wanted to ask you about this, Parker, because I know you are one of the founders of Huddles as well. So it's basically like, I'm sure most of you know what a cameo is, where you can reach out to a celebrity via this app and get a shout out video for a friend, family, for a birthday or whatever. But Huddles is taking this and making it a more interactive experience where you're basically FaceTiming with people you're fans of. And I get a FaceTime with... People who we've talked about, not just like them being a fan of the show, but people who also struggle with anxiety, women who have gone through infertility struggles and miscarriages. And it's been a great experience for me, especially in the pandemic. This started out, I mean, I know you guys just started it in like March. Mm -hmm. And when you approached me, Parker had asked me if I wanted to join this. I was like, yeah, it sounds great. 100% was going to charity. And it's something that I have done every single week. I actually, I need to schedule one for this week. (laughs) Now that I'm saying this, I'm like, shit, it's already Thursday. But it's something I've done every week. I have not broke my streak. And I just want you to talk about where the idea came from, how it started, and how other people can get set up with it. Yeah, thanks. You did a great job of of explaining what that is and i just gotta say you're a fucking badass man the fact that you dude i I have so much respect for you that goes back to what i said at the beginning of this is like i asked you if you wanted to be a part of this and without even thinking you were like i'm in like what do i gotta do i mean like Mm -hmm. like you just were so willing to open yourself up and be there for your fans it was it was 
I have so much respect for you. Thank I you. Think, yeah, really. But, um, but basically, yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, me and a buddy of mine came up with this idea to basically create these sort of safe virtual spaces where celebrities can hang out with their fans, mm-hmm. right? And the goal was sort of to encourage people to continue to social distance, to help people with the isolation of the quarantine, yeah. and in the process, raise money for charity. So it was sort of this experiment, like, does anyone want to talk to me? Like, maybe no one does, but people were like, yeah, sure, like, I'll join. And, and, uh, and it became just really fun. It was a really cool way to, for, for humans from around the world to engage and interact and not feel so alone. And, yeah, and, and it literally is from all around the world. I have a girl in Thailand who joins yeah. mine weekly. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And, uh, and then they start to become friends. You know, yeah. you start to unite people from all over the and place. Australia. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's, babe. It's, they ha- you have the huddle hose, right? They, <laughs> they call themselves the huddle, huddle hose. Yeah, the girls that call themselves the huddle. Yeah, shout out to the huddle hose. Uh, but but yeah, they 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 join the huddles and they're from all over the place, different walks of life and. And yeah, we just hang out. So we were like, let's let's try to expand this. Let's try to get more people to uh, to want to host these huddles. And, yeah. and you were one of the first. And you just like... And I had just, no idea. For all I knew, this had been around for like years. Yeah. And I was like, why am I just hearing about this? And like, we just started it. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea because, I mean, it was so well put together. The only thing that I was like, oh, there's not an app for this yet. Because I right. assumed y'all have been doing it for a while. Right. But now there is an app and the app keeps getting updated. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great experience. Like I said, we've centered certain huddles around topics. Like I've continued my huddle group on Instagram. So we have like a group chat on Instagram and I'll usually post in there like what day works um, time and whatever for everyone because my schedule is quite open right now and a lot of them are back to work. So I try to schedule my huddle time around when it works for everyone else because obviously if they can't make it, then I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So... In the group chat, one of the girls, or myself, I forget who it was, mentioned something about anxiety. And literally, the 12 other people in the group chat were like, me too, me too, me too. Oh my God, you take Wellbutrin, I take Lexapro. And it was just like, everyone opened up in that chat, and they were like, I never felt safe talking about this before because people, like my boyfriend, judge anxiety and don't really believe in certain yeah Mm -hmm. he's just Mm -hmm. like well like you know get over it or change your mindset or i'm like but there's chemical imbalances in people's brains and there are things that you can't just snap out of it no you can't and i've tried to explain this to him and i actually am fully off my wellbutrin now and i actually feel amazing but it was a struggle and i had withdrawal symptoms as i'm coming off my wellbutrin i'm going through a miscarriage and it was just like the worst time to be getting off an antidepressant and anxieties when i'm going through something where i would need it the most and i was trying to explain all this to him and i'm like okay you don't get it that's fine like you know we don't see eye to eye on everything and it's fine it opens up our perspectives and other senses But with my huddle group, there were just so many people that were like, can we actually just have one where it's focused on anxiety? Because now we feel like we have a safe space Mm -hmm. to talk about something we've never been able to talk about before. And the best thing to do when you have anxiety and depression is to talk about it. Yeah. And to know you're not alone. Totally. Yeah. yeah. When I had postpartum depression, I was keeping it a secret for a really long time. And that didn't help at all. Yeah. But like being able to talk about it and, you know, get other people's opinions and know that other people go through the same thing you do and you're not alone is the best thing ever. Yeah. It really helps. Definitely. I love that that happened through huddles. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even the day before my vlog and podcast came out about the miscarriage, I did a small private huddle with a few of the women from the group. And I didn't even know any of them had struggled with With infertility. infertility or had a miscarriage or anything like that. I just picked the original four girls and then um, my, like, gay BFF virtually, David. Love him. I feel like we know each other because, like, we've followed each other for so many years. And now it's, like, that I, like, FaceTime with him. And, like, I've given some of them my phone number because it's just, like, I've really gotten to know them. And they feel, like, actual genuine friends. I don't consider them just, like, fans anymore. I'm like, I'm a fan of you just as much as you're a fan of me. I hate the word fans. I know. It's more than that. Because it really is. And so there were, I think it was just five of them that I had been huddling with from day one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's just something that I want to tell you guys. Like we told my family and all my closest friends, before you find out publicly, this is what I'm going through. Like, I want to let you know privately. And I just felt like I owed them the same respect because we were getting so close and I was talking to them every week. And so we did a private huddle and it was either four out of five or five out of six, whatever it was there. It was all of the women in there had suffered with infertility or a miscarriage or something in that sense. And I had no idea. Like one of them, it was, I mean, she had had multiple DNCs and it was so crazy. Another one was like my age and she's been trying to get pregnant for years. And and it was just like all except one. And obviously David couldn't relate, but I wanted him there because he's just such a big part of that group. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I had no idea. Like when they say it's what one in four, I mean, it was like four out of five in just that group chat. It was so crazy. Yeah. But I love... That's awesome, though. Yeah. And it makes it just makes you feel back to normal. You know, like, it makes you feel better about what you're going through. Cause totally. Because everybody is going through something. Yeah, and it's like, I would never wish infertility upon my anybody. biggest enemy. I would never, ever wish that. But just knowing that so many other women have been through it and that... I'm not alone in it. And hearing other stories that were so much worse than mine, I was like, wow, okay. Like, I had this pretty easy. It could have been even worse. And, you know, you don't ever want anyone to go through that. But just knowing that you're not the only one, it definitely makes your personal struggles easier. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, I love that you were the person who introduced me to Huddles. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to book me on a huddle, you can. (laughs) We both donate to charity. So your money's also going to a good cause. It's just a lot of people, I think, are, like, afraid to do it, too. And they, like, get shy. I've I've talked to so many people that are like, oh, my God, I wanted to join Sheena's huddle so bad, but I'm just intimidated. I'm nervous. Like, I like her too much. I don't want her to think I'm a weirdo. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so nice. Like, it's a safe space, I promise. And I always tell people, I mean, right now in a pandemic, it's different, but I've always said in the past, I'm like, if you see me out, come up, say hi, give me a hug right now. Keep your distance, (laughs) wave from afar. But, but normally I'm like, I'm not usually a germaphobe. I'm all about meeting fans and interacting and hugging and shaking hands. But like I said, right now in a pandemic, it is a little different. And if people come up to me, I'm like, I yeah, just don't like, touch me. yeah, but, and I hate that because I'm like, oh, it's just like, I've always been that way. Yeah. So at least virtually yeah. we can still have those experiences and totally. I just think it's great. I think it's great what you guys have started and 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, it's been cool in, in, in getting new people on the platform. We got some of the selling sunset girls and some of the. Uh, yeah, you know, I got one of them on, and then I think she got a few yeah, of the other yeah. ones on. Totally. So totally. I love that because you know cool. you spread the word, and yeah. then it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Keep, we'll keep doing it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Definitely. I was scared to join one, and then I did Sheena's one time before I had met her in person. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I had the best time ever. I was like, oh, now I understand. Like, this is addicting. Yeah, yeah it was so much yeah. fun. Yeah, it was so when much fun. the uh, screens are popping up and you see like everyone's name, I saw it said Parker Young, and I was like, Parker's joining my huddle? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's his wife. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I was so happy you did. And then one of your friends. Yeah, one of my was friends in joined it too. As well. Yeah, and she was so nervous. I'm like, you're just do it. It will be great. And yeah. then she was really happy she did it. There's always like when it's someone new, there's like the one person in the bunch who's just like quiet. <laughs> and then you have some others that are very strong personalities where I'm like, you zip it. Yeah. I want to talk to her. Like, yeah, let yeah. me just. Try and get some interaction because I feel like if I don't lead the chat sometimes, then the quiet ones will just sit there and listen the whole time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I want you to have your turn to talk too. But the more that I've done these and the better I've gotten to know a lot of these people, some of them just don't shut up. And yeah. then, oh my God, the strong personalities. You know who you are. And I love you. <laughs> but I'm like, she has dominated this huddle. But we also do a lot of one-on-one. So sometimes I'm like, I don't feel bad being like, zip it. Yeah. Not your turn to talk. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but I think they're great. So well, thanks, Thank yeah, you. good good job with that. Thanks. So what are some of y'all's favorite things to do down in San Diego? Because I feel like as much as I've been coming here for, I mean, my whole life, but really a year now since Brock and I have been together, the past month and a half, I've been more of like a hermit. Are there like good restaurants you recommend or things that would be good social distancing for the listeners if they're coming down to San Diego. Yeah. Have you ever tried smoking the toad? Oh, my God. <laughs> can you do that here? Is that just an Arizona thing? Uh, you could do it I'm wherever sure. if you find a guy that can administer it. But I'm kidding. Don't do that. Well, don't, don't, well no, maybe do it. But there's in San Diego, I would go surfing. Surfing's a fun Surfing. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did, I did just just start to learn how to surf, and that's been a fun thing to do outside and socially distanced. Mm-hmm. We live in Coronado, and his dad owns a bike shop. Yep. Shout out to Holland's. Uh, Holland. Holland's. Yeah. yeah. So if you right ever want to rent that's some bikes, that's so crazy. Because my dad bicycles. is from Holland, and his dad owned a bike shop. Oh really? really? Oh yeah. my god! That's so funny. Yeah, yes. now his, his brother has the bike shop. But oh, cool. That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, so if you yeah. want to go ride bikes. So if you need a bike. Coronado's uh, the best place to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Holland's Bicycles in Coronado. It's been there since the 20s. And, uh, wow. The oldest, for, the oldest establishment besides the Dell. Second to the Dell, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, ask my brother, Nelson. He'll be, he's there. He'll okay. uh, he'll take care of you and help you get a bike. So is all of your family down in San Diego? Yeah, that's why we moved down here. Okay. It's my, uh, my, well, not my, my sister's From Arizona, though, right? From Arizona. And then they all located, relocated. They, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, so we came down here kind of temporarily and then just fell in love with being in San Diego. Yeah. So uh, we stuck around. As far as restaurants, like, I'm not a huge foodie. He's not like, a foodie at all. I'm, it makes I'm me so sad. I'm kind of a boring... Oh. I'm like a foodie, a secret foodie at heart. <laughs> and he, yeah. like, doesn't feel that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but um, We went to Cheesecake Factory last night. I was like, there's so many good restaurants down here, and we're like, let's go to Little Italy. I'm like... 
Honestly, I really want cheesecake factory. You know, <laughs> you know what I, you know what I did, um, like a month or two ago that was really fun is at Balboa Park they have this um, archery course. It's like it's kind of like golf but with targets, and you take a bow huh. and arrow and you like go from target Look to target. Look at that! He changed yeah. the subject from food to archery. He eats to live. He doesn't live to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I wanted to ask you too. Um, your daughter's name Jackson. Yeah. J A X O N. Where did you get that name? Oh, we're huge fans of Jacks on the show. So. <laughs> oh, God. We know that's not true. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know exactly where it came from. We liked the name Jackson. Mm-hmm. We wanted something strong. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of her sending an email to a future employer and the and the dude not knowing whether it's, it's a, a, boy, a or boy or a girl. Love that. You know, and he's just like, all right, Jackson Young, let me meet with this person and see what yeah. I think. Yeah. And then he'll be pleasantly um, surprised that it's a woman. Yeah. And um because we were so we didn't know like what we wanted to call her, Jackson gave us a lot of options. It's like Jackson, uh-huh. Jack, Jax. You know, there was like a lot of, you know, yeah. we figure it out. And then my last name's Young, so I liked the idea of her initials being J O Y. Oh, that's right. You said that. By the way, that. this is my idea. So we we called we we her name is Jackson Orion Young. So mm-hmm. uh, that's her initials so are Joy. Cute. Joy. Yeah. So she can go by Joy if she wants to be feminine. Yeah. She wants to be a little girlier. Yeah. But so. she's definitely a Jackson for sure. Yeah. We were that. like we were gonna name what was the girl we were gonna name her Poppy. Stop it. Look, my, I have a poppy flower oh, tattoo. My yeah. grandfather, who passed away a little over two years ago, his name, we called him Poppy. Uh-huh. So she was born shortly after he passed away. And I thought that'd be such a cute name, but yeah. she's not a poppy. She's definitely a little, <laughs> yeah. a little Jackson, Dude, Tasmanian devil. I can't yeah. wait to get her into jujitsu classes and she's going to be choking out all the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parker cannot wait. Have you guys watched Cobra Kai? Mm-mm. No, what's that? Oh my god, it's on Netflix. It's so you know the Karate Kid yeah. back in the eighties. Yeah. So it's like thirty years later, and it's the, all of the same actors, but now they have kids, and it's still dueling dojos. So oh, you have Miyagi Do, and then you have Cobra Kai, and it's so good. And I'm so sad. We just finished the second season. I was like, I tweeted the other day. I'm like. So what do I do now that Cobra Kai is done? <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's hilarious. The third season isn't coming until next year, but oh man, yeah. it's it's good. I've heard good yeah. things. I um I have a bit of a problem with not watching. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of scripted TV. stuff. I watch like a really? lot of documentaries. He loves okay. documentaries. Um, I, it feels, I, and I need to get over this, but it feels and like I work. watch Bravo, which makes <laughs> I make him watch like yeah. Bravo with me. But, so is that how he got into Vanderpump Rules? Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I, I, I need to get over this. But the scripted, only show he watches on Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, actually, besides Blow Deck, but. I'm obsessed with Blow Deck oh Med. God, it's so good. It's so good. It's I'm so watching good. season two right now because I'm like, I didn't watch, I swear. So Hannah and I have been friends since the show started. And I swear season two, she told me she wasn't coming back to the show. And I was like, well, if you're not coming back, then I'm not watching it. And so then I didn't watch it. And then like halfway through the season, my mom was like, Hannah's still on it. And I was like, I swore she told me she wasn't doing it anymore. I was like, well, now I'm like 10 episodes behind. I'm not going to watch it. So then I stopped watching it for a couple years started watching it again this year and I was like wait I need to go back and watch season two <laughs> because to- Malia and Bugsy there's some drama that happened yeah, season two I didn't see that <laughs> season either I should go back and watch it's it it's so good I like I have like it. two or three more episodes but I'm so into it right now and I have to remember that this is before and then I still have new episodes on Monday oh, but so I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed he gets so mad back. at me when I 
put on below deck without him. That's like the one he's like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, Brock too. I have to save it to watch with him. I don't know if that's true. That is true, 100%. Do you watch any of the Housewives? Um, I mean, I get stuck watching what she puts on. He he definitely is more of a Vanderpump Rules below deck fan. Yeah. Housewives, he's like, I can't listen to this chatter. Yeah. He gets all angry. But like, again, like my choice is more like, like survival, chooses, like survival, Bravo. survival shows and stuff. Like yeah. there's a show called Alone that I really like. Um, have you That's heard of Alone? Really Alone, oh, Alone's oh awesome. God, oh my so god, dude, I love it. They they basically take ten survivalists and they drop them off in a in a different part of the world, like in the Arctic, for example, was this last season. And they're completely alone. They have camera equipment, so they film themselves. And the objective is basically just survive as long as you can and be the last man standing. Yeah. So one by one, these guys that fancy themselves, guys and girls, like survivalists, have to call up and tap out and say, I can't do this. I need to go home. Like, I'm starving or I'm lonely. And uh, the last man standing gets half a million bucks or a million bucks or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that show. Cool. (laughs) What would you say is your dream role to play or someone to star opposite of? Oh, man. You know... I've thought about this a lot, and... Um, he loves Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. He has, like, a man crush on him. But I think every human being does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say what yeah, my dream people. role would be, because I, I feel like stuff presents itself to me kind of for a reason a little bit, like mm-hmm. when I'm ready for it or to learn when it's when it's time to learn something new about myself. And if I try too hard to, like, get a specific role and it doesn't go my way, it just fucking pisses me off and... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I, he does it. I love... Um, I did it for a long time. I love comedy. Like, I just like not taking myself so seriously. I like trying to find the humor in real-life situations. Yeah. Like, there's something fun about going to work and being like, all right, like, let's fucking have some fun. Like, let's yeah. find the fun in this. But I also love action shit. Like, I love, you know, just me personally, like, you know, all my buddies down here are you know, special operations guys, right? And so they, they, you know, we like to go rock climbing and spearfishing and, and shoot guns and camp and shoot bow and arrows and ride motorcycles. You know? like, <laughs> so I think my, I, I think my yeah. ideal role would be something that kind of merged the two. Like Mission Impossible with like a little bit more humor, you know, something, okay. like, yeah. something like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. Like a dark comedy yeah mission yeah yeah mission impossible with a little bit more humor. that'd be fun that'd be fun right yeah, yeah. like archer but real life yeah like archer uh-huh. like a, like a live action archer something like that okay but, but uh the new show um yeah i'm a little hesitant to talk about it because i i, I don't want to like jinx anything it's still basically a year ago i got this i got this role uh that i'm really excited about and it's been a year in the making because um covid, COVID and everything yeah, just had to keep right. pushing it back but it's a new show created by Chuck Lorre and the the Big Bang team. Awesome. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a new sitcom about a Marine combat veteran who's struggling to readjust to civilian life in Ohio. And he's having a bit of a rough go. He's living in his dad's garage and, um, you know, he's, he's abusing alcohol and having some having some issues uh, readjusting to, to this, this new life outside of the military. And um, one of his best friends is the Afghan interpreter that served with his unit overseas. Mm-hmm. And that Afghani comes to the States to start a new life and in so doing helps the Marine get back on his feet. It's a, it's a really cool, yeah. it's a really cool story, you know, and but it's a sitcom. It doesn't sound funny, but, but the goal <laughs> is to, is to take this, this really important story that I, 
believe in so strongly. I, th- I think it's such an important story to shed light on, on this particular story and to do so and bring humor to it would be you know, a huge accomplishment. So um, I know some of these guys, I know a lot of these guys that are, that are in this position that are, are trying to, um, to find their, their purpose outside of the military. Yeah. And, and some of them aren't, aren't having an easy go of it. Some of them have, uh, have, have, uh, Drinking issues. yeah, been mm-hmm. rehab and, and, you know, have certain traumas that they're struggling with. And, uh, it was so serendipitous that I was, blessed to meet a lot of these guys and yeah. then after the fact the story came into my life and i was like shit man like i would love to to have the honor of of, of bringing this to life you know i, I know these guys and i i think it's an important story and i mean chuck Lorre and and uh david goats and maria ferrari uh are oh, just gangsters right like i'm just like to be able to work with them would be would be such a dream right. come true so I'd worked for CBS before. It's a, it's a pilot for CBS. I'd worked for CBS. I'd worked for Warner Brothers. So my team reached out to them. and was like, yo, what about Parker? And they're like, yeah, we love Parker, but you know, Chuck's going to get who he wants. You know, yeah. Parker's got to go through the normal process and audition, meet the team. And Which is such a crazy process. So I, you oh know, I went God, through the whole no. process. And it's, it is. It's a long process. And yeah. when it was all said and done, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to be offered the, the part. So now we're just playing the waiting game. We'll hopefully shoot the pilot in October. Awesome. But the crazy thing about it, Sheena, is that it's a pilot. You know, and all this work goes into it. And then CBS can watch the pilot and decide, eh, we don't want to put it on the air. Right. And then nobody sees it, you know. And it's just, that's, that's the way. over and over again with That's you. the way TV mm-hmm. works. And I've, I mean, I've, I've worked on incredible so pilots crazy. where they just, they're like, ah, we got, we love it. We've got one slot, you know. We're going to put a different show with someone more oh, famous or yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, that's such a bummer. It's just, the, it's just the name of the yeah, game. Well, so. fingers so crossed. And so. then all of a sudden it's like, nope, not happening. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. So not again. Yeah. We'll see what happens. You know, either way, I'm trying not to be attached to it. I'd but to be positively it. optimistic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Always. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What was the first role you booked? Because when I was looking on your IMDb, it said delivery man on like days <laughs> yeah. of our lives. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Was it? Uh, um, so when I, I moved out to LA and I started self-submitting myself for, for, for jobs. Through There's LA like casting. LA casting, Actors Access, I think were the two websites, at least at the time. Yeah. The first one that I went and auditioned for was uh, an XM radio commercial. Oh my uh, gosh. Sp- like a spec. You know, we have to try to find <laughs> it oh for God. you. It's a spec oh commercial, like, meaning they, they pay you like, they paid, I think they paid me 50 bucks cash, and I was like basically a Chippendales dancer. I was like dancing. Oh like my a, God. Like, <laughs> yeah. And this like yeah. ridiculous commercial, got, got 50 bucks. That's what started your career, honey. And then I started, um, I started doing extra work <laughs> and background work, just trying to like, just do whatever I thought I was supposed to. I had no, you know, there's no playbook for this shit. Right. right? What and year then, did you um, move to LA? Right before 08, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the same time I was acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seven, right? I graduated in 07, so it I mean, was... That, that's God, I graduated college in 06. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shina, you look very young. Thank I'm, you. I'm 32. No, you I'm not that far behind. Okay. Yeah, I'm 35. I just yeah. turned 30, so I'm in my 30s now. Yeah. Yay. You're catching up. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then I... Um, that delivery man on Days of Our Lives was one of the yeah. you know, one of the first things, you know, and I was so excited. And the reality of this business is it's like it's so hard and you get told no so many fucking times, totally. you know, and it's those little tiny victories that keep you going, you know, and you just yeah. keep going. You just keep, you know, the dots just kept connecting and I just kept working and trying to grow and, you know, be honest with myself about where I needed improvement. And uh, it's just this ongoing journey, you know, and unfortunately yeah. I don't know how to do anything else. So, you know, I'm good. Well, this you're doing a great job. Do. <laughs> you have <laughs> lots you. of credits under your belt uh, and you. many more to come. Yeah, I agree. You. All yeah. right. We're going to end this with, I want you to each tell me one fact about the other that most people oh, wouldn't geez. know. 
Stephanie, you oh, first. Oh, God, me first. What's again? something people <laughs> wouldn't think or know about Parker? Uh, okay. Or you could just tell us okay. a crazy story. Can, can, uh, two things. First, okay. he doesn't like to cook. He's never cooked me dinner, ever. Oh, wow. Or lunch. 15 years. He's cooked no me eggs <laughs> and <laughs> smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So I have when that happens, oh my god, pigs will be flying. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. He's like, I can make mac and cheese. Yeah, right. I don't even know if he knows how to make that. <laughs> and then Jackson will teach him how to cook. Yeah, exactly. She'll be cooking for you before you cook for me. Um, another thing. Um, What's your favorite thing about each other? How about that? Um, I love how much he loves me. Aww. Yeah, and I can tell. He's always there for me, and he keeps my spirits alive, and he makes me a better person for sure. Aw, your turn, Parker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get back there for the cooking one. (laughs) That's not true. I've made, like, tuna fish. Okay, yeah, tuna, your tuna is good. I do have to say, yeah, your tuna I, is a, good. I, I am a, I'm pretty pathetic. Like, I'm like, I don't want to devote any time to doing something. Like, if I could, if I can save that time to, to put it elsewhere, like, I'll do that. So I'll just take the ingredients and, like, throw them down my face as quickly as possible. Uh-huh. So I don't have to devote any time to it. Gotcha. You know, like, but, um, let's see. Um, What's your favorite thing about staff? Let's end it on a positive note. I mean, the whole thing's been positive, but, you, <laughs> you can You can say something positive but like maybe something that is quirky or weird about me no i love everything about you baby oh, thanks, honey. um yeah i mean she's she's um she's so incredibly supportive like no matter what i need i mean she's just so selfless to support support me and, and i mean even this this weekend like i felt selfish going and smoking the toad you know like leaving her with the baby and she was like no like go like i almost talked myself out of it i called yeah. her on the phone i was like i'm gonna leave She's like, no, like do it. Like you take care of yourself. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. care of yourself because when you're whole, that's when you're the best husband and father. Uh, you know, she lets me be my full self and, and be the man that I need to be and not try to put me in a box or constrain me or, or tell me no or you can't, you know, she's like, you do you and be the best you you can be. And, and that, and that helps. That helps. Ride. Aww. <laughs> well, I love that. Well, thanks for thanks, doing babe. your that first really podcast. Sweet. Yeah, guys. This <laughs> thanks was for fun. having us, Sheena. This yeah, was Sheena, fun. This is cool. I was really yeah. nervous, yeah. but no, I'm so happy you were able to do it too. Podcast number two will come out of my shell. Yes, <laughs> we'll do this again. <laughs> yes. We're, yeah. We've got a good little setup here. It'll get better. Tell everyone where they can find you. Are you private or are you public? I am private. Okay. Parker? I, you know, I actually I, currently <laughs> just deleted my Instagram because I'm, like, abusing it. Really? I literally just deleted uh, mine, too. I've, I've done that. Isn't that? Yeah. yeah. But it's Parker.Young is my Instagram. That's the, that's the best place to find me. Um, or go to Huddles.com. And, yes. And come join me. Come meet yes. me for real. Yes. Huddles. Huddles. Sounds H-U-D-D-L-S. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Bye. Sheena Shay. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see your